extend that thank you. Amen. Let us go to God in prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning simply saying thank you for getting up. Thank you for not coming down from the cross, and thank you for the fulfillment of the prophecy. Thank you, Lord, with all power, mercy, love, and grace you raise. I ask you, Lord, that I need your help this morning to continue to call upon you, but move me behind the cross. I know there's room behind the cross for you to hide me and shield me, but protect me, Lord, so only your word can come forth. On this day, sunrise service, Easter Sunday morning, Lord, we are just grateful for the love you gave us then and now and forever. With all power, we thank you for your forgiveness. With all mercy, we thank you for your graciousness. But with the love of Jesus Christ, we bring forth your word. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Ushers, you may be seated, and we thank you for your service this morning. Mr. Gordon, couldn't have done it without you this week from the palms to the counting and everything else. Thank you for being the man who helped me get the cross, nail it back together and everything else. We thank you, Dr. Finney, for being here this morning, Miss Marietta and the Mass Choir and everyone who is present, for Ren Lloyd and the breakfast crew who is preparing us a breakfast this morning, and anyone and everyone who has come forth to praise the Lord, I thank you for your presence this morning. Amen? Can't do it without you. Can't do it without you. This sermon this morning is simply titled, Thanks, Jesus. But if it had a subtitle, I'd simply say it's all shook up. That's right, I said all shook up. I know if you were an Elvis fan way back when, there's a song called All Shook Up, but it's not that kind of shake up. But I want you to begin with me to imagine the conversation that the two Marys were having on the way to the tomb. For you see, it was early in the morning, and they needed to check the tomb before anything happened, and they were going along the way, and we are going there with them. As they journeyed through and prepared to get to the tomb, all of a sudden, there was an earthquake, and they were all shook up. The ground was moving with great force. It moved from side to side. It really caught them off balance. And they were all shook up. Out of nowhere, they saw an angel rolling the stone back. And the earth was shaking from side to side. And then, and then, a brilliant came into the sky. Can you imagine their conversation? Can you imagine them being breathless in awe? But remember I said they were all shut up. They didn't know what they saw. They didn't know what they were experiencing. They saw this angel. Verse 4 simply says they were shaken 
not just the Mary, but the guards that were guarding the tomb were shaken. It even implies that they were shaken so much they were stunned and they looked like dead men, dead on their feet. For you see, they were speechless and they were unable to say, thank you, Lord, for getting up. Thank you, Lord, for making us believe what was right in front of our eyes. They didn't have an opportunity to say, thank you for the sea. Thank you for the rain. Thank you for the blue sky. Because for you see, they were all shook up. They were just standing there. They were like in awe and they were all shook up. Yes, that's right. The guards were shook up. Both of the Marys were shook up. The earth was shook up. The ground was shook up. And on this sunrise service, some of us are shook up. We can be honest. Some of us, this is not our hour. When the alarm went off, we got shook up. What is this? It's raining. This is great sleeping weather. What? Is it that early? You see, we were all shook up. Many of us began to shake up the alarm clock. Give me one more snooze. They hit it. One more snooze. Maybe I'm not hungry. They said they're going to feed us at the church. I'll shake this clock up. Early in the morning, the stone was rolled away. And everyone who experienced it and the world that was present, whether they were accounted for or not, the Pharisees, Pilate, his wife, Roman, the Caesar, all experienced at that moment what it's like to be all shipping. Can you imagine an earthquake, the magnitude combined with the devastation of maybe tsunami in the 21st century and the rattling of the world? Because the living Savior was no longer He rose with all power. And the world was shook up. I'm not just saying any kind of shake up this morning. I'm saying Jesus rose. And as 21st century Christians, we ought to shake up the world with that great news. Jesus got up. The stone turned away. The guards were in shock. Mary times two was sitting there saying, What? And the angel simply said to him, Why are you looking at As the gospel message goes forward, the angel does speak to the women. If you look with me in verses 5 and 6, 
of that passage, it simply says, the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. For I know you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified, but he is not here. He has risen, and come and see the place where he lay. It didn't say come and see the place where he still is laying down. It didn't say come and see the place where, you know, he's still right here. Let me go get Jesus for you. It said come and see the place where he lay. So the point here is that the angel was informing the women that Jesus had gone from the place that they had laid him. He had left already. He had already gotten out. And this is not like a discovery when you find your missing keys after a 20-minute search around the house. It's bigger than that. This is bigger than leaving your pew on the Bible, I mean your Bible on the pew, and when you come back, Miss Patterson is already straightened up and you're looking around the church saying, who has my Bible? This is bigger than putting your favorite food in the refrigerator and coming back and trying to figure out who in the world ate it. It's not one of those kind of discoveries on moments. It's bigger than that. And God is telling us this day, just say thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for getting off. Thank you, Jesus, for fulfilling the prophecy. Thank you, Jesus, for doing exactly what you said. In other words, even though we're shook up and our foundation has been moved from side to side, we ought to be able to say unto God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. After they were shook up and they kind of got themselves on firm ground and the angel spoke to the women, he gave them instructions. And I want to say to the women, isn't it interesting that the angel spoke to the women? This is nothing against the brothers in the crowd. But women can tell the message quick, fast, and in a hurry. All they need is just a few instructions and they can get it out. Even back in the day when there was no cell phones, they were equipped to share the message. For you see, the angel came to the two women and gave them these two instructions. First, recognize that Jesus has already been with them. Don't get confused. I know you're shook up. But I need you to go tell the truth. Tell them that Jesus is not here at the tomb. So don't even waste your time coming here. You can check out the spot where he was laying, but he's gone. So first of all, tell him that he's risen. Second off, make sure you tell them that Jesus is going ahead of us ahead of us to Galilee, and you'll have an opportunity to see him there. That's good news for 21st century Christians because it implies and lets us know Jesus is already in the forefront. He's already handled our situations. He's rose from the dead. He knows what's going on. He's gone before us, and he's going to meet us there. 
Men, Jesus has a plan and an option for you. He wants you to meet him on the road to Galilee. He wants you to see him as he comes into your presence. But Jesus, through the angel, gave the women the job that moment to go and tell. It doesn't mean that you don't have a purpose. It doesn't mean that God is not using you intrinsically through empowerment and many other things. But at that moment, the women were given instruction, even though they were all forgotten. Guys, this is an honest confession. It's not personal. I don't know how women are wired. I don't know how men are wired. God did that. But there are times when Donnell will look at me and say, she has made 15 calls in 32 minutes. And I need her to get off the phone and she just says, one more. I just have to share that with one more person. Love us for the job that God has put in us. Don't play a hate. It's all good. We all have a purpose in the kingdom. But he told them at that moment to spread the word. He figured the women could get it out quicker than the men did. And when the men got it out, they got it out like men get it out. They went to the cave or they went to their home. They processed the difference. But when he spoke to them, they saw it too. Yes, realize that the guards were still strong. It doesn't say in that passage whether they ever got over being shook up. It doesn't even say that they spoke any words at that point. But none of us need to forget that even when we shook up, the Lord can speak to you. Even when your life is in a challenging state, Jesus can still whisper on you from an angel. Maybe you don't know for sure what your angel is, but live long enough. Have enough conversations right next to the tomb. And you'll know what your angel's voice sounds like. My angel's voice is my grandmother. When Jesus wants to really get my attention, he sends that voice in me. At first, I used to be shook up when it happened. But then I got aware of what it was. So just as the women became aware of Jesus' actions through the angels, it's okay to be shook up, but it's not okay to turn our ears off. That's right. He's speaking to each and every one of us all along the way. Go ahead. Hear him. Act upon him. Step out on faith. Because if you read Psalm 118, it says, Jesus is good. And his steadfast love endures forever. It doesn't say his steadfast love only endures if you're not shook up. Because the character of Jesus makes us proclaim, you are my God and I exalt you. 
Oh, give thanks. For he is good. For he is good. And his mercy endures forever. When Miss Finney read the passage and we got to the point of, of the other additional verses and it says, the Lord is my strength and my might. And he became my salvation. And then we jump over to verse 21 and it says, I thank you for you have answered me and you have become my salvation. It doesn't look like they're still shook up because they're saying in that passage, in spite of it all, I'm going to thank you. In spite of it all, I don't have to ignore that Jesus might have been given a death sentence on the cross for the sins of humanity, and though he accepted, he rose. Though Jesus was rejected as the king, just as the builder rejects a stone, and they look at the plans and say, well, maybe that rock won't fit here. He still rose. In spite of all that, he says, I am still the servant. I am still the king. I am the most high God. And because we love, because we love the most high God, even when we shook up, he still speaks to him. So on this sunrise, Easter Sunday morning, turn to your neighbor. And say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, you may be shook up, but God rose up. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, even say it out to the neighbor that's not sitting here, just say it to the neighbor that's all around you. Lord, I thank you that even though I'm shook up, Jesus got up. He rose from the dead. So I say to you this morning, rise as we sing our hymn of invitation on page 314, In the Garden. If there's anyone that doesn't know Jesus as their personal Savior or feel they need to recommit, today is a great day. The doors of the church are open.